0: Hey, I am early today. Hope I don't get in trouble for this one. Um, I might change the time on Mondays to 5 o'clock. We'll see. So today's topic is triggers. And thank you for joining me. I'm Kathy McKnight, certified life coach, author of Stop Holding On To Your Shift. My book you can get on Amazon.com in the Kindle format or paperback. It's a great book that helps you let go of anything blocking you from being your absolute healthiest, happiest version of yourself. And you can also learn more about me on my website, kathymcknightinc.com, where you can also schedule a 15-minute discovery session. If there's anything at all that you'd like to work on, personal development, becoming healthier, exercise nutrition plans, uh, mindset coaching, and all kinds of things like that. Excuse me. Could you take that light? Could you turn that light out? It's putting a glare. Okay. So, so thank you for coming to my addiction series. And today's topic is on triggers. Um, Triggers, well, we are all human beings, okay? We all have emotions. And the key is to know ourselves, to really be in touch with our triggers, especially when it comes to addiction. I mean, there's a lot of different things that we can be triggered by, and triggers can sometimes be an asset. I mean, they can drive us to do better, like in sales, for example, because they trigger emotions, um, like wanting, making us want to be number one, or um, accepted, or a leader. It could be values, instant gratification. They trigger a lot of emotions, m- emotions of feeling like a feeling of belonging or it could be fear. So they're negative and positive. And the important thing is not to ignore them, try to stuff them or put them somewhere because they'll come back bigger and louder than ever. So you want to honor your triggers and you want to respect them and embrace them and really understand what they mean. Not so much the symptoms, like what it does to us, but more so the cause like the deeper picture that's going on inside of us when we are triggered. So my videos are mostly about substance abuse. Um, I'm in recovery. I'm a recovered addict. And therefore, I would like to share my experience, strength and hope with anybody who is looking for more information on how to overcome addiction for family members who are also suffering from watching a loved one basically destroy themselves and everybody who loves them. So I like to offer knowledge, tips, my own experience, strength, hope, and just information to help you be educated on the topic to where it helps you join together and become one in the battle against the beast. Instead of not knowing what to do, my videos will guide you and give you some information And just some suggestions on ways that you might want to manage your emotions and how to deal with the addict and how to deal with loved ones that are going through this for both sides of the, of the picture. I've been on both sides of the addict and I'm also, I have loved ones that battle addiction. So I understand it from um, both sides of the coin. That's why I like to share this information because I like to help other people overcome it and realize that you can be your, happiest, most healthiest, strongest, most secure person ever. And so can the families, they can recover and be better. Your relationships can be healthier and tighter and more solid than ever. You got to have a solid foundation and you've got to start from the bottom up. Sometimes you've got to break it all down and it's got to bust into pieces before you can build it back up. But the more you understand and know, the better chances you're going to have at succeeding in your personal and and professional lives and relationships as well. So today we're talking about triggers and getting in touch with the feelings and making sure that you understand yourself. Um, Sometimes for me, you know, when I think back about when I had no concept or awareness, I was not in touch with what was going on because I was so in the throes of my addiction Triggers are people, places, and things, and I just didn't really have my guard up or my awareness or any coping skills at the time because it's a process. For somebody who is wrapped up in the throes of addiction, triggers are just something that we go through. They're not something we manage or we control them before they control us, or we have a game, a strategy, or some way of making sure that we conquer them, overcome them, put them to rest and have a different way. We change along the way and we develop strategies and ways to deal with our emotions in a way that we become very happy and healthy. We love ourselves. Like that's the key. Fly first, love yourself. And once you get to that place, then it's not often that anything's going to really take you out or take you down. Basically you just need to know Um, So I could be driving down a road, you know, back in the years of two thousand five, six, and 7 primarily um, were, I would say, my worst years. And, you know, I would be triggered by just driving down a street um, or just a phone call or a text, you know, because when we set our brain off to where it has an addiction toward a certain substance, then even the thought of that or anything that makes us think of that sets off that craving and that desire to want it. You know, the brain wants it. So we can romance it and fantasize about it. And then it takes away our attention toward responsibility or anything else. And all we're focused in is that instant gratification, that pleasure, that release. So we have to know what's going on. And and you know, like I could get a piece of mail Back in the day, that would trigger me to where I was running in fear because I owed money for bills, and I was just not in a good place for quite a few years. There, I was a total mess, and so even the mail would trigger me. You know, it would just scare me to open it. You know, I was going through a divorce, so I was getting mail from attorneys and the courts, and everything was an issue for me back then, you know, and everything triggered me and I would run, you know, the emotion would come, it would be fear, anxiety, worry. Um, if I was active in my use, just a text message from my employer or a family member would trigger me. And my way of dealing with it was to run escape, to go do something more so I didn't have to feel that, which just made it worse. And I mean, it just becomes this big, huge nightmare. Why would a person continue to do something that's absolutely destroying them and their families and their jobs and their relationships? Why? Because of addiction. That's how powerful, cunning, and baffling it is. It doesn't make any sense. So the more you understand that this is a disease within the brain, it's a medical condition, and yes, the solution is to go into recovery, to have God in the picture, to work a 12-step program, to have support groups. There's a lot of different ways that people recover. It takes action. But first, you know, it could be going into a rehab or for professional help, to therapy, a coach. There, You've got to take action to beat it. And it's a battle. It doesn't just... You know, change overnight. We don't get to wave a magic wand and have it all go away. It's it's not that simple. And it it just baffles people who don't battle it. It just doesn't make any sense. And it's so hard to understand unless you've actually lived it. But if you're willing to be open-minded to hear me and understand the power of it and understand that the person who's going through it is in a lot of pain, they're suffering. um, They basically can't stand themselves. I mean, when we are doing that, there's guilt and shame in the picture. So, Um, We're not happy and we're not proud and it doesn't excuse it. I'm not minimizing. I'm just trying to help you understand. Love is the answer. Pouring love, not enabling. Sometimes it's tough love, but love, not criticize them, not beat downs, um, not hardcore uh, turning your back punishment, but not also just offer solutions and help in ways that you're not taking yourself down or losing yourself. By loving somebody else, you've got to detach with love where you're not taking it on your shoulders. You can't fix change or control it, but you can offer love and support through the words you use and how you talk to that person. So the other um, thing I want to talk about is the behaviors that come when we are triggered and behaviors could be angered. I mean, you know, depending on what the trigger is and what the situation is and and the effects it has on us can depend on the behavior that comes behind it. I mean, some people get extremely angry and act out violently from it. Um, and and it's something that, you know, reminds them of, of, a, of a past memory. A trigger is something that brings up a memory, and it's not always a good memory. It could be a very sad or traumatic memory. And the person, if they're not in touch and aware of this and, and the deeper picture of what happened inside of them, then they're going to react to it. And that's where the behaviors and the solutions to deal are very negative and they're toxic. And and then we destroy. And sometimes it's a matter of just running and picking up alcohol or drugs, or it could be physical violence where people end up in jail, all kinds of negative behaviors land us right into negative consequences, sometimes death. So, You know, being triggered is very tricky. Having a craving is very tricky and you have to be fully aware of who you are and what they mean. So that way in time, you'll realize when these things happen, you have solutions to deal with them instead of just acting on them as they come, which is what I did at one time. And now it's totally different. You know, and sometimes triggers are just um, there could be people in your life that trigger you because they don't have any boundaries or they don't honor your boundaries. And, you know, so it's really important for you to pay attention to how you choose to think because that is like a total game changer. How you choose to think about it is going to make you or break you. So you can think, oh my gosh, they're doing this on purpose. They're doing it to drive me crazy. And maybe they are. But if you're going to feed that thought, it's just going to fuel your fire and make you more mad and make you want to retaliate. And that's where people become passive-aggressive or aggressive because they're not really in a good place centered within themselves. centered. I say God-centered, secure, loving themselves to where other people's stuff, it really isn't your stuff. Their behaviors are not yours, so you don't have to attach yourself to it or take it on. But you've got to do some work on yourself to get that solid and confident, God confident, to deal with the people in your life that trigger you. And a lot of times... You know, it's the people that are closest to you. So it's not like you don't love them and want to have them in your life. You just have to learn how to manage your emotions when dealing with people because you need to choose to look at it like they don't know what they're doing. They're not doing it on purpose. It's not about you. And you need to change the way you see it and give mercy and grace and let it go. Okay, for you, that's where you are free. Don't take it on. Now, you can avoid people. If they are just too much, you can avoid your amount of time that you speak to them on the phone or see them. You can limit your time. You can avoid people altogether if they're just repetitive offenders who are just absolutely hazardous to your health and your recovery. You know, there are people that you need to totally let go of and wish them well. Detach and um, do it in love so that you're free. Okay, You don't want to have resentments because those triggers will take you back out. So if it's people that you do love and they just trigger you or, you know, bring up old memories or, or things that may be unresolved issues, then you need to change the way you look at it. And that's within your own power. You just have to be secure enough within yourself to know who you are and how you feel and that, you know, you've given it the best you can and give it to God and let God have it. Don't, Decide to try to change or control or fix other people you will never win that is a losing battle and it's exhausting and you know you want to stay healthy so the some of the solutions for you to overcome triggers are to know them to also have a, stra- a strategy plan like avoiding or limiting your time with people um deciding you, you know you could always have a sit down again if it If it's something that you want to have a face-to-face conversation with and try to set some boundaries, that's an option. Um, You want to live healthy, okay? You want to exercise, eat clean, take good care of yourself, sleep well, make sure that you're eliminating stress in your life. Because when you do that, you are more stronger and capable of being mentally tough to deal with life's triggers and things that are coming at you from right left and dodging those triggers like you the stronger you are and the healthier you are mind body and soul the better you're going to manage triggers when they come um another thing we talked about is is facing your fears and and you know the ones that bother you the most and and that you're embarrassed or humiliated or you feel guilty after you have reacted to a specific trigger is that you want to face it. So put yourself in that situation more. Maybe, maybe you had um, some unhealthy relationships where you were cheated on throughout a relationship. So maybe every time you go to meet somebody new um, you're easily triggered because you haven't dealt with and healed and grieved from that past relationship. So you're bringing your baggage and you're bringing your emotional, you're, you're basically out of control. Your emotions are raw and you haven't done the work on yourself to even get in a relationship. But let's say you do and, and you're basically acting out over something Because you're being triggered, but the person isn't even doing anything at all wrong. So what are you going to do? Well, face it. Put yourself in a situation and choose to face it head on. You know, make a plan to be confident in that situation and that promise yourself that no matter what, you will not react or do anything. You will choose to believe until you have a reason not to. I mean, one of the things I had to do, because I am somebody who had, um, some unhealthy relationships where there was cheating and lying. And of course, substance abuse brings all that to the table anyway. So instead of me going into the next one, deciding that I don't trust that person, I faced my fears by saying, I'm not going to just decide that this person is like that last person until they do something very clearly evident that proves that they've done something wrong. So until then, just because I may have an intrusive thought or a trigger, or I may get an emotion stirred up, a fear, a little bit of that old feeling because of something that happened, I refused for myself because I love myself more. I have more self-worth and more self-confidence than to allow myself to lose myself due to something that I think because I'm being triggered, that is because i did a lot of work on me and i decided so why not go into a relationship knowing if that person's going to do that well then that person's simply not the right person for you and there would be somebody else out there for you so is it really worth losing your mind over something that hasn't even happened due to a past experience i mean think about that you know when you really love yourself. And you choose to get in another relationship. If that person is a sneaky person and if they're lying and they're cheating, well, you will find out, for one. And number two, you get to just simply let them go. I mean, is the world going to end over that? And you have to really think about this. Like, how serious is that? Like, how can you let yourself become that enmeshed in somebody and give that much power to another human being to allow them to overcome your emotional state of mind and your behaviors. And then and then you want to blame. And, and that, again, is running. And that's getting you absolutely nowhere. Then you are letting triggers and cravings and everything outside of you run you. So the work starts within you. You've got to love yourself. You've got to grieve. you got to heal. You've got to do the steps and stop holding on to your shift. Okay, kathymcknightinc.com to set up your discovery session. I'll help you. And trust me, you know, the best is yet to come. You just have to do the work first and then everything changes. When you change, everything changes. And so your choice on how you decide to look at a situation, face it head on, will determine your outcomes in life. And life is way too short for you to be given all that energy to something, to fear instead of faith. So. That's it about the trigger topic. I hope you got something, some value out of that. And I look forward to seeing you next Monday. Have a great night. Peace out.